Hey, Greg. Hey. What happens when you take a nap on a corduroy pillow? You, you explode. Headlines. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I wasn't prepared. You, you understand? Because corduroy is like a lines. parallel line kind of head. patterned fabric. So You should have said what happens if you take you, a nap and lay your head on Hey, Tyler. Some people's kids. I know. What do (laughs) you get when you put your uh, head on a pillow and you fall asleep for a while and then you wake up? (laughs) I don't know. A nap? (laughs) What's the pillow made of, Greg? (laughs) (laughs) This has been great. Tyler, tell me about Microsoft. (laughs) Tyler. (laughs) What happens when you put your corduroy head (laughs) on a... Hey, what happens when you try and make a segue to get to headlines? Seglines. Corduroy. What happens? Nobody knows the trouble I see. A handful of people are quite aware and they don't care. Oh, God, that was great. Speaking of new beginnings, let's talk about Microsoft. Yeah, uh, man, new beginnings is, yeah. So Microsoft finalized the sale or the acquisition of Zenimax, the mm. parent company to Bethesda. That what? was that's yeah, huge yeah. news. It, it is it's impressive. the biggest news of this year. Uh, at the time of this recording, they have not announced what that exactly means. You may or may not see us pop in a little bit later to inform you what that does, in fact, mean. But basically, as of right now, they're going to be adding Bethesda games to Game Pass, which is awesome, making yep. Game Pass hands down the best deal in gaming. Right Absolutely, now. yeah. Uh, Bethesda's going to effectively run as a separate business to Microsoft, similar to LinkedIn and GitHub. If you're thinking, hey, I didn't know they were owned by Microsoft, that's probably the point. Mm. I had no idea they were owned by Microsoft. Um, well, and I thought this was surprising because after the news of the lawsuit, the Zenimax lawsuit, was like that could have thrown a kink in it. Then Microsoft was like, Meh, yeah, Microsoft is still moving forward. They have enough money and enough lawyers. They're not going to be affected I'm, by it at all. I I'm sure if that lawsuit's even still in play, Microsoft probably already knew about it and accounted for it. That sounds like something that would have to be disclosed prior to actual acquisition talks. Maybe not True. has to be disclosed, but probably somebody at some point somebody has to say, uh, "What about this giant red lawsuit line on your?" Report. Yeah, and yeah. Their, Microsoft's legal team probably went, hey, there's a lawsuit currently in place with them. <laughs> right. And they uh, throw so many lawyers the grounds, at them that's like, that's so Nutella. Nutella. What? Anyway. <laughs> that's a, Satya Nutella, the CEO of Microsoft. I, well, I think without Bezos, we can't do that so Bezos anymore, so we have to pick another CEO. So no, I'm no. trying out new ones. Like, Bezos. That's so Zatella. That's so Brin. No, no Be- I don't Bezos like is, Bezos. Bezos is my daddy. And he's still he's still grand ruler supreme of the weird mountain clock. So, so we can't Musk. Really, I don't like that. It's musky. That's, that's unfortunate. That's got a nice musk to yeah. it. Yeah, it's weird. However, so the sale of Zenimax will not impact the at least timed cl- exclusivity of Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo. Yeah, Deathloop was a Deathloop was a big thing that was in the way because that's exclusive to Sony yeah. currently for the first year, I believe. I don't know if they've said yet. Okay, because technically the sale hasn't been final, so technically Microsoft True. had no rights to it. So, but Sony has been touting it, and Xbox hasn't had anything about it. Right. So, so. It, because it as of now it's a PS5 exclusive. Whether we see that come to Xbox at all. At some future, point, yeah. We don't know yet. 
Um, <coughs> we'll 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 update as as more information comes out. It's all it's all still trickling down here. Agreed. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, the future say, the future looks uh-huh. awfully bright. Yeah, I was gonna say it was probably a pretty smart decision on uh, Microsoft's part there acquiring that when they did. So yeah, we have glasses. <laughs> You yeah, know what, Greg? Do. You make a good point. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Razor. I'm glad yeah. you agree with me because I'm really touch sensitive. <laughs> I don't. That's okay. Razor, the company probably best known for their toaster, oh, uh, is making glasses. Glasses. So Amazon like made. These? I love everything that they're doing right now. That's Amazon great. has made their Echo glasses uh, with the Amazon Echo and Alexa built into it, which is creepy. Um, but those are standard glasses, or you can get prescription lenses, like just standard clear lenses, or you can get prescription if you need them. I uh, do need them on account of but, the glasses. So Razer mm-hmm. has smart glasses that are going to be coming in two different styles and two different sizes each. They have round and rectangular. The standard lenses are blue light filtering for people who stare at screens all day. Razor's like demog- most people. Right. Razer's demographics specifically. Right. Um, they're, they're effectively bone-conducting headphones. Sorry? With, yeah, bone conducting Ooh. headphones. So what that, that does... Look, like the toothbrushes used to do where it plays a song, but it's like through your teeth and you hear it in your head. Mm-hmm. Kind yeah, of, except these headphones are almost nothing like that. Oh, good. Okay. Um, it uses... So bone conduction, it basically sits near your ears and sends the vibrations through the stems of the glasses so you can hear the music without having anything actually in your ear and you can then hear things around you, have ambient noise That's and all that. That's pretty dope. So generally in kind of everyday life, you don't want to have your ears plugged with stuff then you can't um, hear anything else right the the side is touch sensitive so you can swipe back and forth for different tracks up and down for volume and you can there's a shortcut where you can activate your phone's smart assistant so the glasses have mics on them so you can ha- take phone calls you can talk to the assistant um they're water resistant nice. ipx4 so i can go I and sweat at the gym you can yeah for general stuff uh it's not, it's not submergible. I was going to say, it's probably not, don't want to swim with them. Right. Not dustproof. They turn off when you close them, turn on when you open them. That's uh, dope. I yeah. will probably get these. They're uh, they're a little chunky. How chunky? A little. I don't know how to answer that. In a <laughs> I mean, as far as glasses go, it really just comes down to weight. If they're heavy, the, that's well, going to suck. The, uh, the stems are a little bit thicker because they have to be. Right, because they have everything. so much more going on. Right. Um, as of right now, they're available for 200 just with the blue light lenses in them, uh, you can you can get lenses with Lensable through uh, Razor. They've partnered with Lensable to get a discount on lenses, like prescription lenses. Yeah, for that not awful. The the it's the the stems here that are chunky. They're yeah, you know, bigger. Yeah, um, they're they're not they're bad. Solid nerd glasses. There. Um, I I really don't like the marketing pictures they used, especially for the girl stretching. I don't oh. know if you've seen what it. about the guy? Which one? The guy's, the guy's thinking there should be a monitor here. He's up and he's like. Oh, yeah. It, that one looks better than the other chick who looks like she's wearing Coke bottles on her face. <laughs> yeah, those glasses are a bit bigger than what they need to be for her. A bit big for her frame. It doesn't, it doesn't work out super well. Admittedly, yeah. The, so they're, they're not thick. Here, let me just show the camera real quick. They're not thick. This way. You guys can go and check out the link afterwards. They're like this, so they're a bit thicker that way. They're ultimately, the rectangle. They're not bad. I I mean, maybe I'd get the blue light ones because I can see okay. I'd get the uh, full the full blownsies there. But I mean bone conducting headphones have been around for a hot minute. True. Um 
it's definitely it's definitely not new. It's it's not a a sneaky little slip in that they have there. It sure is not, and nothing makes me convulse more than a good segue. One could say I twitch. So Twitch being sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. Boo. They, they, Boo. Oh, hush, pillow head. <laughs> uh, so Twitch has not yet implemented these changes, but there is a cybersecurity researcher that had found in their API, their internal API, they have noticed new lines of code that were cause for suspicion, where Twitch is looking like they're going to be introducing what they're calling a brand safety score to each and every streamer. Basically what that is, it, it can be likened most to like uh, an Uber or a Lyft's driver score. So they'll have in the code they found that it would tie into different metrics. It would tie into a rating given by the Twitch staff, their, their ban history, their relationship with the staff, if they're over 18, if they're over 21, the ESRB of the game they're playing. Do they have an auto mod enabled? Do they have, how strict do they have the auto mod? What uh, do they have their stream marked for like, um, like younger uh, audiences, or, like, adult or younger <laughs> audiences, whatever, just all of those things to apply a score to that streamer. It's unclear if the streamer will actually be able to see that score, if this is even going to go into place, but it's likely how Twitch will be able to say, Hey, these are our streamers. Here are our scores for branding purposes. Oh yeah, who wants to pay the top guy? Who's the most? That's exactly what it's for. It's for advertising, right? Absolutely. Which for and for the algorithm, it'll make it easier to sort the algorithm. Right. I'm not inherently against something like that, but make it transparent. Also, yeah, you take, need to be very transparent with that. Right. Take away the relationship with Twitch. And the that's, Twitch employee scoring. That's quite literally like a, hey, we like this guy, so we're going to give him a higher score. And it can be manipulated <clears throat> way too easily oh, yeah. by I mean, Twitch employees. Talk about corruption. Like, you're just, you're begging for that to happen. Yeah, I would like another alternative. Or just remove that entirely. No. Nah. No, no. alternative. No. You can't th- have, like, a, I a want lightning a, a bolt or a thunderbolt shock you. Bold alternative. Mm. Hey, hey a USB. Hey, Greg. Hey, Greg. Yes. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so, Intel's Thunderbolt connector. They're back, baby. They I'm are. Back. Well, they never left, but they're making another push to <laughs> really kind of bring them back into the limelight here. Yeah. Yeah. What they've actually done is they have integrated it to their new Tiger Lake series CPUs. So, right out of the jump, those CPUs are going to support it. So are they going to need more people to support it? <laughs> I know. Now that being said, there the article that that I was reading over with this gave a nice little rundown on the benefits of Thunderbolt. If you don't already know, it's just a much faster connector compared to like USB Type C or something like that. Well, I mean, Macs have them. True. Yeah. The Macs have had well, them since the Mac the Macs the. Have them yeah, the Mac Pro. We all know how people adopt it's, whatever. This is Mac fascinating is. that they started to move. I didn't realize that Thunderbolt belonged to Intel. I thought it belonged directly to Apple. I did too. So, which is interesting that you haven't seen it on unless Apple had exclusivity for a while before they could put it on other things. But right. It's, so hmm. it, they launched the Thunderbolt connector on the MacBook Pro back in 2011. Uh, they had a huge hope that it was going to become this whole massive thing, but. Unfortunately, the Thunderbolt connector technology is pretty cost prohibitive. 
just as an example, we had a couple of different um, hubs or uh, SSDs, portable SSDs that you could take using a USB Type-C connector versus a Thunderbolt connector. The USB Type-C, one terabyte, was coming in at about $200. You had reads and writes averaging about 1,000 megs a second, pretty quick. And then there was the Thunderbolt connector one, which came in at $320 for the same size, one terabyte, but you had reads and writes almost three times as fast. So it's cost effective, but you do get ridiculously fast speeds. Now, that being said, to this article's credit, they do make a solid point where Intel still controls the majority of the market as the market stands today. Uh, and they're making a big push with their new uh, next-gen series CPUs are going to have Thunderbolt capabilities right out of the box. So they're making a pretty solid push. Maybe we'll start to see the Thunderbolt actually take more of a foothold, and hopefully by the market adopting a little bit better, we'll see the technology or the the overall use of the market just kind of bring the price down a bit. Is that looking like they're... They're using the Thunderbolt connection, but using a Type-C form factor? It, so don't confuse Thunderbolt with Lightning. No, That's, I know. Okay. Because I'm looking it at the... It does look very similar. I think it's the same form factor. I don't know necessarily what the, the intricacies are that make them different, but they are very similar. So it's Thunderbolt 4. That's the new one. That it's not quite out yet, but that one's yeah, running one, some and three ridiculous on. speeds. So let's see. It may... It looks... I want to say I saw, uh, uh, don't quote me on this, but I saw like four gigs somewhere for sequential reads and writes. Yeah, I'm just trying to think like, can I can I still plug in a standard Type-C into a Thunderbolt 4 port, just not take advantage of those speeds, like a USB 2 to USB 3? You can still use them, but... I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Because that is what's going to be a pain if that's the case. If you can or you can't. Yeah, so the first two Thunderbolts utilize the mini display port. US I remember that. Light, yeah. um, Thunderbolt uh, 4. 3. 3 utilizes USB-C. So you can use the, the C, and you just won't get the speeds. Yeah. Because you do need that special Thunderbolt cable in order to actually get those speeds. Yep. So apparently Thunderbolt 3, you can plug in a USB-C to it. It'll work USB-C standard. Won't use Thunderbolt, but it'll work the same way. Oh, dope. Okay. I'm curious. I'm hoping. I wonder if they stuck with that with four. Oh, I hope so. God, I hope so. it would make sense, especially if they're keeping the same form factor. So I would, assu- I would assume so. Okay. It looks like it. it. Okay. It looks way, way too similar to not be the same thing. And truthfully, with just, with the older, older style cables, the lightning cables, they could, they can just be gone. Agreed. Like a thought, Greg. <laughs> Might gone do- thought. <laughs> speaking of which, uh, uh, speaking, that's a good one. I should use that. <laughs> oh, that would have been so good. The Harman Kardon Invoke, Harman Kardon makes a bunch of stuff. You the, mean the speaker with Cortana built in? Yeah, it was the only one. The only one. My favorite speaker in the world. Lay some good news on me. Well, it's still being made. Oh, thank God. Yeah. With Cortana? Uh, but there's an update being pushed out <gasps> that removes Cortana. Fuck! Mm, that's <laughs> the only reason I had it. Yeah, so Satya Nadella. Uh, who we were just talking about. Yeah, that's Don't correct. We. Said that uh, Cortana's being relegated to the paperclip helper feature. They're just, they're basically killing it. in no Office way. 365. Nobody Did they really actually, say that? 
nobody actually uses Cortana. She's being re- she's now a helper for the office suite, so she has now become just the paperclip. So, she's a Microsoft assistant. So the paperclip, Einstein, the dog, the rubber ball, and the earth are just like and consoling Cortana. Mm-hmm. Cortana. Yep. Man, what a fall from grace. She was a super AI for Master Chief. Absolutely. She, she controlled everything, you know, from the space grid. She helped him out with, you know, driving things. She probably charged his batteries, his secret batteries. His speaking secret batteries. Speaking of secret his batteries. Musky, musky batteries. Why are we speaking oh, of batteries no. if they're secret? So Tesla. So Musk. It's such a Musk move. Such Musk. Are reportedly building a giant battery that will hook into the Texas power grid. I think the Texas power grid is going to hook into this battery. Is probably yeah. more like it at this yeah. point. So uh, it's a it's a secret, you know, secret project that's going on right now. Uh, but the plan is reportedly to build 100 megawatts of energy storage, which is an absolutely astronomical amount of storage. Um, the build is being done by Gambit Energy Storage, which is a subsidiary of Tesla, so it's not directly through Tesla. Um, and it huh. is currently, as of right now, because everything's kind of vague, it's it's a secret project after all, but it's unclear if they're doing this preemptively due to how the recent uh, storms have gone over there. I assume, I, just knowing how Elon talks about stuff and kind of how he approaches things, I imagine this is a well. Someone needs to fix this. Fix this. I live in Texas now. I guess I'll I'm fix it. Fix then. This. I thought it was great that I saw. I saw a meme the other day where it was Elon Musk is if the ghost of a 14 year old boy who died 10 years ago <laughs> was competing with the soul of an 1800s entrepreneur in the same body. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically it. hundred um, percent. To put it in perspective, one megawatt of energy can power 100 homes. Mm-hmm. I think it's for so, the year. Yeah, it's it's an absurd absurd amount of power. So one hundred megawatts can power one hundred mega homes. Yeah. No. I just think regular I homes. know where Elon's going. Yeah. Yeah. Build He's a lot gonna, of mega homes. Just nice. a whole bunch of mansions just everywhere. Bi- uh, that's a, slick. That's, sure is. <laughs> really? That's what you're going with? We're talking Man, about Man, I really want to pedal batteries. out of this Segway. That's oh, that's even better because you can't even pedal out of a Segway because it's got wheels. And a motor. Because <laughs> no yeah. it's got wheels. There's other things you can pedal that have wheels. <laughs> anyway. A tricycle. For those of you that enjoy Cheryl, uh, oh, Carol sandwich. Shelby, uh, who was famously portrayed by Matt Damon in that movie with the cars a couple of years ago. Cars. Yeah. <laughs> no. The, cars too. The racing one. For in any Ferrari? case, if you would like a really awesome uh, electric e-bike for $7,200, they're making a beautiful one. Uh, that looks super cool. That's inspired by oh. Carol Shelby's design. It's only seventy two hundred dollars. It does look really good, but Greg, how fast does it go? It goes. I mean, in race mode, thirty six so, miles an hour, which is, I mean, the speed limit on most roads in rural areas are like thirty five. True. You can be on the side of the road. You're a bike. Not people go around you. <laughs> not even a little. So it doesn't have to go. Depends that fast. on what streets you use. Now, being an electric motor. You fucking full throttle that bad boy. You are going to go ass over tea kettle pretty goddamn quick. <laughs> I imagine they probably have the... The slow starts. The, the, yeah, so you don't do that. Or, like, there's gears you have to probably flip through. Because, man, those electric engines have so much torque. But it's a really nice, you know, sort of old nostalgic design it that they're look. making new. And 
And just uh, speaking of nostalgic things being new. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, there are some guys that used to work for Activision who got together and formed a company called Audacity Games, which is developing new Atari 2600 titles. Which is pretty dope, but who the hell has sweet. an Atari anymore? Well, they're also going to readapt them, the same things for uh, mobile um, computers. Are they going to do mobile right, though? Like, and not just load it with, like, the freemium stuff? Oh, we'll see. I hope they don't. It'll be pretty great, though. Truthfully, seeing because that e- stuff every come release, back. every release will have a digital, like, will have a serial code that has. So, if you don't have an actual Atari Twenty Six Hundred, you can play them. But I don't. Th- I think it's going to be just that's what they are. They're an emulator, essentially. I mean, admittedly, that's probably the best way to go about doing that. Yeah. Um, because imagine trying to have to make the cartridges that the games actually ran on back in the day. No, they're I, they're going to. Oh, they are. They're going to be making the cartridges. <coughs> yes. Oh, they're just doing emulators as well on yes. top of it. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's pretty. Because I mean, they have to make the code and throw it onto an uh, load onto a cartridge. A cartridge anyway. Yeah, yeah. A couple of the guys that uh, um, uh, worked on them uh, are also helping out. I believe as well. Well, that's good. The guys who made the first Donkey Kong. Nice. That's so, fantastic. Because yeah. I know, like Hyperkin will make the uh, like classic consoles. Yeah. So I don't know offhand if they play Atari games. Um, I imagine a handful of them would. But yeah, I mean, there's there's still a market for for these classic yeah. games. And the nice thing about you know starting up a company with your friends is that there's no drama. Oh, there's about to be some fucking drama. Oh, there's about to be some fucking drama, Greg. I thought you left a word off, a letter off. I was concerned. Oh, no. I, trust me, that was intentional. Uh, Samsung, we all know how they do with their... Uh, I'm going to need you to calm down for a minute there, Tyler. We all give, know. give me some good hard drive news. That'll help. <laughs> we all know how Samsung makes really, really top-of-the-line solid-state drives, Great specifically system. the NVMe form factor. Uh-huh. Never mind. So they're super, super good. Their reads and writes are very, very fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but admittedly, they've been pretty price prohibitive, uh, even with the prices starting to drop on solid state drives. Uh, so what Samsung has done is they have uh, officially released the 980 SD, which is the new addition to the NVMe form factor that Samsung has. And it is not part of their very pricey, uh, Samsung 970 Pro series, which is the one that you typically see. So Real this nice. is its own thing. Okay. Uh, it has similar sequential reads, uh, up to three and a half gigs a second. Dram. And But they're boasting slightly faster writes. I'm ignoring that entirely. Uh, up to three gigs, as opposed to the 970, which had up to two gigs on the, uh, on the writes. All right. Um, it also has a 36% lower power consumption, which is going to be pretty solid. But at what cost? Well, Less. good news. The 250 gig option, which is the base model that you can get for the 980, is $50 oh, out nice. of the box. That's a solid for a boot drive. Agreed. Mm-hmm. All, all the way up to the one terabyte, if you're looking for some actual storage capabilities, you're looking at 130 as a starting cost for that one. That's so, not terrible. If that's, if that's the MSRP out of the gate, give it a couple months. We'll see that. Yeah, it's not bad. The only downside that I found, and it's just a nitpicky thing, is the maximum size you can get is a one terabyte. There are some other options out there, but not I'm sure Samsung. they'll come down the line eventually. Hey, yeah, the, it's just for, for the, right now. For the cost, something I bet we'll see sub-80 oh, yeah. by, by the holidays Very, very soon. Yeah. yeah. Like, the currently, the best you can do on a solid state, as far as price and 
kind of that reliability, not buying yeah. something that fell off somebody's truck. You're about a hundred, hundred bucks for Average. a terabyte. Yeah. Roughly right around there. So the fact that's starting at one thirty, yeah. That is pretty solid. Agreed. Yeah. So that's that's the headlines for the week. I mm. think we we stumbled through that one pretty well. Oh yeah. So well, uh, well is well. Yeah. I mean we we made it. Well, you, mm. yep. So now we're gonna move on to Weird News of the Week. Weird news. The and, weirdest uh, news. Yeah, so everybody everybody we have been talking about pretty much every day. We Zach, all Zach accidentally Snyder's Justice League. This exact yeah. fucking article. We can't stop talking about it. Um, I am I am actually excited because the trailers look really good. Yeah, this, no, I think I think that each of us wants this more than a, you know, than anything. Then if, if someone said, "Would you rather have Zack Snyder's Justice League cut or a billion dollars?" we would be like, "Give me the Snyder cut." I I can think of one thing I want more. What? Tom and Jerry. Oh, yeah, well that's out. Yeah, great. So I can go watch so it. So here's here. the problem, because again, I don't just immediately give no shits about the Snyder Cut. Zero <laughs> shits. Garbage movie. Don't care. I am excited for it. I will watch it. <laughs> I'm sure you will. <laughs> Noted. I will watch it because it's just I haven't watched much DC. I think I've watched one DC movie. But you're gonna two. be real frumpy the whole time. Oh, he's <laughs> he's going average. in there with very <laughs> very high unrealistic expectations. It has been pumped by a lot of people for it a long time. Been. So I'm trying to temper down. In any case. People are very excited about it. It's coming out soon. Um, the problem was is that when people who subscribe to HBO went on this past weekend and wanted to watch Tom and Jerry, which just came out, looks delightful, mm-hmm. Justice League started playing. Yep. The Snyder Cut. Yep. And so for and an it was hour. still going for as an of hour. As of Monday, the 8th. Right? That's yeah. the date. That yeah, because today, yeah, okay. Yep. As of Monday the 8th, about 6 o'clock p.m. is when I think they finally pulled it. It was still going based off the article that I read. It was a little bit different than yours. So. Yeah, it's, uh, so uh, leave it up to HBO to leak their own shit. Yeah, I know. tying it to the wrong, who's that coding guy that just got fired? He's uh, like, it's probably a whole fucking team of just people. link to, uh, that looks great, click. Fuck. Like, oh, God, that's going to take me so long. cut, Jeff. Fuck! <laughs> oh God! Zack Snyder gets in there to edit the final just a little bit, and he just sees Tom and Jerry, and he's like, Mother. "Like, uh, what? It's like, how does this even? How do you replace files like it's a 1950s slapstick <laughs> comedy?" Joss Whedon just runs by. Ha! <laughs> I got you again. Ha! <laughs> I, I want to bring back to something you said. Did you say the Tom and Jerry movie looked delightful? Looks delightful. It looks awful. The live action one looks delightful. It looks. I am not gonna see that i feel so bad for chloe grace moretz because it just it's not a good role i you don't know what i don't but why did they make that i just don't understand why they made it into a live action I'm sorry so just before you move on have you ever made a movie that's 24 percent rotten tomatoes because i think you have nothing on rotten tomatoes so they at least have something <laughs> wait isn't 24 percent on rotten tomatoes bad yeah metacritic's 33 but at least oh. <laughs> Like that's in not, terms these of these are not good numbers. If that's a percentile, that's great. If they're in the twenty fourth percentile of yes. all games, that's great. Remember that that's an approval rating. Huge <laughs> word you said in there. It's a small word, huge in meaning. Uh, if, if yeah. it was a percentile, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. not. That's an approval rating, and oh. people don't like it. Uh, well, I don't. I don't have a good I, one for this I, one. I feel awfully drained. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting genuine, like, oh, good job. I couldn't think of it. Wow. I was expecting genuine approval out of nowhere. Uh, yeah. Um, so Verizon. Oh, Verizon. Yeah, we know them. They dig themselves into a hole. Better than Comcast. Uh, 
So Verizon on Twitter, <laughs> someone was they were like, someone was people were complaining about their battery life, and Twitter just responded with a tweet saying, "If you want to extend your battery life, go ahead and turn on LTE in your LTE enabled phone, and it'll make the battery last longer." Now, do turning on or switching to LTE effectively favors that over 5G. So they're telling people to turn off 5G, even though they've been touting. 5G the expanded coverage. But we've known lot. this since those phones came out in this fall that they are way behind. True. They are. It's just very ironic, I feel, that they've been pushing so aggressively for the 5G market to expand and grow and get these new phones that support 5G. But they've been pushing for you to get the phones. They're like, ah, eh, the market will get, eh, the network will get there. Right. Yeah. Well, they're working on building the network, so they're really making a push to make sure the people can actually utilize it. And it's ironic that the first thing they go to when the battery starts to drain faster is to just turn it off. But, I mean, it's not like 4G is better than 5G in most places. No, that's just No, ridiculous. I think the three acres of farmland in northeastern Kansas where 5G is for some reason is great. So, that one farmer's like, hot damn. Like, Jesus, so, so my freaking Nokia is going so fast. So I've used 5G. I've been on 5G kind of inadvertently. I have a 5G compatible phone. Keep forgetting it's 5G compatible, Nerd. truthfully. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I bought a phone last year. It's the only reason uh, he got it was the 5G. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there was PC mag tested the 4g and 5g networks in New York, uh, 4g generally winning by a mile. The ultra wideband 5g is really good, but as you were not so subtly mentioning, it's not in very many places. It's really not. Um, The the footprints really limited, not even just with Verizon with T-Mobile as well. So Verizon pushed out a bigger like uh, uh, an update they've been getting more 4G spectrum mm-hmm. and they've been expanding that out and getting speeds comparable or if not better than 5G to the point that I feel like you and I have known for a while Greg like hearing from engineers and stuff back when we worked in the field like they're like we're not even close to being done. Well no 4G. and plus they're pushing all of these devices which is great. Right. But now you have a small footprint of 5G, for example, in New York, that there's mm-hmm. probably so many people connected to it, it's bogging it down, which is why 4G is better. You put millions of people on a network that's not very big and not meant to support that. Well, it hey, you gave them all devices. It doesn't have the backbone to support that, but that at, amount of bandwidth. In that same area, if 4G is working faster, I mean, I granted, I mm-hmm. imagine, I don't know what the difference of people on 4G versus 5G in that oh, cluster. It's probably, it's probably like so at least 80 in. to 20. 4G it's, to 5G? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the 4G is comparable to the 5G. Yeah, absolutely. So Verizon. I don't know. I, I feel like T-Mobile's winning this race with the 5G, but still, man, it seems like very recently, within a few years after 4G, we were already on 5G, and it was like, yeah, it's like, okay, whoa. They're not even done 4G yet, and yeah. it's the, that can, that's utilizing the same technology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, we'll see where that goes. Yeah. So, But on <laughs> top of... <sighs> Sorry, I just got hacked. Wow. You know who else got hacked? <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm just trying to... Anybody I was, else, I was cyberpunking. We hadn't talked about CDPR in so long. I was just like... Well, good news. I was being we hacked. don't have to. Uh, We're going to talk about Microsoft today. So, Microsoft, in case you didn't know, have just recently announced that they detected some uh, security flaws. I did not know. Now you do, mm-hmm. that they detected some security flaws in their mail hosting and their calendar service. Well, that's not good. It's really bad. The product is called Exchange, in case you're wondering. Exchange servers, yeah. 
Not great. Big, big servers. Big a lot of servers. people use them. A lot of people use them. Now, they have announced that they discovered these security issues after, well, excuse me, in tandem with them also announcing that they they've been, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they've also been hacked uh, pretty fucking substantially. Uh, it's, people are running amok right now, um, and there's a lot of third party, um, uh, what would you call them, ethical hackers, I suppose? White hat. White hat hackers, basically, that have just been monitoring everything that's going mm -hmm. on. And they have seen globally tons of activity in regards to this specifically. Uh, it involved an exploit. It, there's, so there's two, real quick, there's two different versions or two different formats for the Exchange server, if you wow. will. There's the cloud-based, the Azure servers and things like that. And then there's the premise-based, which is the actual hardware equipment that a company would set up on site. Um, the Azure-based cloud servers are not affected, according to Microsoft. Well, that's probably part of it. Uh, this is primarily just the on-site uh, hardware servers that are being affected. Um, they've estimated right now about 30,000 American, I'm emphasizing American organiza organizations Which have been compromised. wild that that's 30,000 organizations. <laughs> Only American. There are 60,000 rumoredly, supposedly, uh, 60,000 organizations globally now, that have does been that, affected. Does that global include the 30,000 American? Yes. We'll okay. never know. Everything right. we know could be compromised now because of this hack. It's all I run on an exchange server. You, that's why you were hacked. Oh, my God. We yeah. saw it happen moments ago. I just oh, mere my moments ago. gone. I have no. nothing to do. So what, oh, no. they, what Microsoft <laughs> has reported, and I'm going to quote the article directly here so we're not giving any misinformation. Just give me one hot second, Greg. We'll cut this in post. Uh, let me pull this Can up Can you do this here. in a nice voice? Like, Microsoft exchange servers come in two formats. Absolutely not, because that's, that's also, not what I'm reading. Right. Oh, you, good you, God. I already read that. Pay oh, dear Master. Oh, Master Luke. I don't like Master it. Luke. I no. wanted to stop. Why Why are we okay with C-3PO not having skin in the prequels? Ah. Uh -huh. Hey. <laughs> Shut up. Faster. 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 Discharge. <laughs> oh, God. Damn it, Greg. Uh -huh. All right. Oh, thank you, Master Luke. Allow me to return the favor. <laughs> and that's that? why he's so mad. What was that? C-3PO squeezed his dick. <laughs> oh, good. The whole dick twist. Oh, fuck. Okay. Ha uh, ha, Master Luke. I have given you the good old dick twist. Oh, let me take a sip of water real quick. <laughs> fuck me. That was wild. <laughs> Do you know what a Cleveland steamer is, Master <laughs> Luke? Mine's cyanide. <laughs> and that's why... Wait, Luke? Oh, poor Luke. I was thinking Anakin. It's because he's a masochist. See, you know? Harder. I'm sorry, what? Nothing, what? <laughs> What'd you hear? <laughs> oh, so what was the... So, uh, yeah, the quote? Yeah, no, I found it. Mm. Um, <clears throat> all right, so to quote... Uh, Microsoft and the article from Gizmodo directly. So far, Microsoft has primarily blamed a threat actor dubbed Hafnium for the intrusions into Exchange. 
Hafnium is said to be a state-sponsored group whose modus operandi involves exploiting the security flaws to deploy web shells, which are malicious scripts that can act as backdoors into systems. These web shells allow the hackers to gain remote access to servers, then exfiltrate large tranches of email data, including entire inboxes. The goal of Hafnium would appear to be intelligence gathering. Though the group is believed to be based in China, the Chinese government has denied any responsibility. That is directly quoted from the article. So it's a really big deal that Microsoft has been hacked in this way, especially considering so many uh, and the fact that they're using the term organizations uh, so loosely is uh, it really just shed some light onto how big of an issue it actually is. So hopefully we'll see some resolution soon. There are patches available on the Microsoft <laughs> website, just throwing that out there. So if you think you may have been affected by this. Go to their website and download some patches for your server. So a couple of things that I was <coughs> looking up here. Microsoft knew about it in early January. Yeah, white hat hackers made them aware, uh, aware of it. Didn't change it. The European Banking Authority has been confirmed to be one of the victims. That's a big deal. <laughs> and that's just the people that are coming out and saying it. Now, the, the, the tricky part with just with patching security it's twofold, right? If you come out and patch security, you tell people like, hey, we patch this vulnerability. Also means there's a reason for it. Also means there's a reason, but you then run the risk of opening up the people who haven't updated. This is true. And now also in the article, they did mention <clears throat> ever since Microsoft has gone public with the fact that these security issues were discovered and that they were in fact exploited by these threat agents is what they're referring to them as. Um, activity has spiked significantly now that they've gone public because now people are aware of it. The only way to fix it right now, because again, these are not the Microsoft hosted cloud servers and Azure servers. This is on-site premises equipment that these organizations have. They have to manually download and install these patches themselves. And if they do not do it, they will be, they will potentially be exposing themselves to even greater risk. So, it's no wonder that all of these threat agents have been able to capitalize on this newfound public information. If nobody's doing anything to update their servers, they're just going to run rampant. Well, and uh, they created a, I don't know, do we talk about the 2010 patch? They made a patch for the 2010 edition, meaning that a lot of these exploits go back a decade that are still in the system. So they must have known about some of these exploits if they're yeah. putting out patches for 10, 13, 16, and 19. Yeah. So yeah, they, they've, they what, knew what about does it. What Satya Nadella know? And we've mentioned him for third <laughs> time today. So Nadella. Not you stick. so want it to be a thing. <laughs> it is not going to stick. You know what? Trying that hard? So Bezos. Such a Bezos <laughs> move. So Bezos. Hell, I'd, I'd even say it has a musky smell to it. Gross. Great. <laughs> Speaking of musky smells... Oh, good. That's the end. Yeah. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. We did a great job today we, uh, well, with our weird news. Don't, so, don't, don't. Uh, we're going to make things even better by moving on to Greg Stockman and Honey. Ooh. There it is. Stock Minute. I was so concerned for a moment. Yeah. You shouldn't be. I'm well, always concerned. You should be. Uh, in today's Stock Minute, I just have made a note of a few things that I like that are going on in the world today. Uh, all of these stocks I own. Um, so I'm going to start with number one is OnTrack. Uh, OnTrack, O-T-R-K, uh, is a company uh, that deals with 
um, data analytics that are based on in behavior health management and treatment. They'll also be doing a lot of work with Medicare and Medicaid. Um, their stock dropped 65 or 70 percent a couple uh, last week when it was announced that uh, Aetna, the healthcare company, uh, was which is one of their um, clients, left, and their earnings were today. Um, so I bought it when it was <clears throat> probably down about 75 percent, um, and now it is up another 20 percent. Ooh. Because it it just went so low. I mean, nothing sells off. I mean, again, that's bad news, but it went way low. It went up to went up about six dollars over the last few days or so, and is projected to go up, you know, another thirty percent or so, um, just because it was way oversold. So that's one that's to keep an eye on. Uh, another one is, uh, well, God, I hate to say it. GameStop, keep an eye on it. <laughs> keep an eye on it because mm-hmm. if I'm a if I'm a if I'm an options buyer, I'm buying puts on that bad boy that it's going to go down. Um, and the I do not own in GameStop, not yet. Thank, yeah. thank the Lord. <laughs> At the time of this recording, <laughs> at the time of this recording, he does not own any. And quite frankly, I don't own any of these ones that you've mentioned so far. Nah. Yep. Uh, and then the last one is. Uh, Bio-nano genomics, B-N-G-O, or Bingo. Oh, hey, I own those. I do, too. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Bingo's another one that's looking really good. They're based out of uh, California. Um, they work on uh, genome analysis um, and specifically focus on uh, looking at new diagnostics for uh, medical companies and things of that nature for analyzing specimens and all that kind of stuff. But um, I'm expecting... They're right around nine dollars now. I'm expecting them to be upwards of fifteen, sixteen, maybe here, you know, soon. Um, but uh, yeah, those are the three. I own two of those three. Nothing I say is at all gospel. It is merely advice, so I'm not responsible for any stupid ass mistakes you make. You so, not advice. You, it's an opinion. You've listened to the episode this far. We don't know what we're talking about. Yep. <laughs> all right. Yep. So speaking of that, uh, in one thing that you know absolutely nothing about, say goodbye. How to clean other grown men. What else? <laughs> uh, how to think of good things that I don't already know. Uh, the stock market. <laughs> Great. Goodbye. Bye, everybody.